I don't know how to do this without going into spoilers, really. Let's go into spoilers. So, yeah. So, I guess I'm just going to put this at the beginning that we're not really going to hold back on spoilers the whole time. So, just in case you haven't seen the movie, maybe just don't listen to this. Um, But, here we go. Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. And I'm Matt. Exactly. Well done. And that is Bruce, Matt's dog, who is made of 90% fingernails, I think. At least when he walks around. He's systematically around. bringing all of his toys and bones uh, Is to, that what to he's doing? Feet. Look at him. He's just bone there. Ball he's there. like, my king. Here are your... What do, what do peasants call things that they bring the king? <laughs> Here are your spoils. <laughs> He just wants me to throw him. <laughs> but you're not going to, Bruce. We're not going to throw him. Oh, his tail stopped when I said that. <laughs> oh, now I feel like a jerk. This is our second episode, but you'll never hear the first one. So this is our first episode. Ever. Ever. Though there was never another one. Um, we're going to be talking about Avengers Endgame, which most people probably have never heard of. But it is the 22nd film in a long story arc that Marvel Studios has been putting out. It's directed by Martin Scorsese. That's incorrect. I think that might be the only director Matt knows. It's actually directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, a.k.a. the Russo Brothers. And I even... I have, like, so much information about this movie if you want to know about it. They have very prominent eyebrows. <laughs> no, that's still Martin Scorsese. Oh, oh. That's not them. Um... <laughs> The movie came out April 26th. I saw it the day it came out, and then I also saw it again last week. When Did you see it the day it came out? Uh, no, that was my beautiful, loving wife's uh, birthday. Okay, so you didn't go release day. Did you go, like, that weekend? Yeah, it came out on Friday. Uh, Friday. We went on Sunday. Okay, well, that's not too bad. So you just didn't look at the internet for three days. I deleted my Facebook. I deleted my Twitter and Instagram. I... Uh, I went on the ESPN.com and I went on the wrestling website. How did you know they weren't? How did you know they weren't going to mention? They they didn't. They didn't. Actually, one of them kind of mentioned it. Uh huh. Because uh, Lashawn McCoy, um, a player on the Buffalo Bills who's dead to me, uh, spoiled it on Twitter. Really? And it was a story on ESPN. And you saw it? No, I didn't see the you spoiler. Just, you never saw it. Okay, well, thank God. He's just dead to you just because he he does spoil things. He's, well, any place for the Buffalo Bills. Okay. It was written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, and there is an ampersand between their name, and uh, big big old fun, fun fact there. If there's an ampersand, that means they wrote it as a team. If it just says the word and, that means they wrote it separately at separate times, probably different versions of the script. So there's something for you. All I could think about while uh-huh. I was watching it mm-hmm. were the people in the audience who have heard on the internet or on TV or through the grapevine, oh, the Avengers is so good, it was so great. And they've never seen any other Marvel movie. Not even Infinity War. None of them. And how lost they must be. (laughs) That would be fantastic. To I wish we could be interviewing them. But think about watching it. Yeah. Having no context. Yeah, my friend actually was telling me she went with her mom, who has never seen a Marvel movie, and she said the entire movie her mom was just like, who's that? Who's, and it's like, Mom, shut up. Like, you're not going to know. Just deal with it. There was a small child next to me today. <laughs> really? to see it again. In IMAX. Where I'm going to skip ahead 
Um, but the scene where Captain America is standing outside of the Avengers hideout or mm-hmm. yeah, headquarters is whatever what it, it is. And Tony Stark pulls up with the bracelet. Yeah. As Captain America's walking by, the little boy goes, Who is that? <laughs> We're about a half an hour into the yes. movie. They've at least said his name. And nobody's had more screen time than Captain America. <laughs> Except maybe Nebula, and that might be that's something Stupid I might want to talk idiot. about. Oh man, that's funny. Okay, so I guess let's just get into it because I kind of let it slip a little bit at uh when we were at a movie this past weekend together we've been trying to not talk about it at all and so i guess finally after a couple weeks what did you think about the movie i honestly i really wanted to see it a second time Uh before we started recording because i thought maybe on a second watch i would enjoy it a bit more but i didn't you didn't like the movie I didn't enjoy it more the second time. I oh, absolutely loved it just as much <laughs> as got, I did the first time. That was actually very good. That You got me so bad. My stomach was dropping because I've been sitting for two weeks. I've been like, watch. Matt's going to have said he hated it. And his reasons are going to be so dumb. And I'm going to be so mad. So clearly I loved it. But that's that's great. And And, and you know what? The second time... I actually did like it more. I, I honestly, I thought I was going to like catch little things that mm-hmm. I didn't catch the first time. I actually went to the bathroom the first time I saw it when the scene very close to the beginning, Natasha is talking to Captain America. Like they're like just having a little scene together about moving on. Oh, the peanut like butter that. sandwich scene. Yes. The peanut butter sandwich scene. I had to go pee so bad already. Like. <laughs> 15 minutes in you're setting yourself up for failure (laughs) i thought if i go now i'm not gonna go again and i was right so i missed that scene and so then seeing it the second time i made sure to see that scene. oh there was a lot that happened in that i know i didn't realize and like it just it made the movie better later on being able to see that i can tell you though now the first time we saw it we had something worse than little kids we had high schoolers sitting behind us that i think came out of that movie thinking that they were the funniest people in the entire theater. That's why I don't like going on opening night anymore. It was it was opening at 10 in the morning. Like I was thinking people like that wouldn't be there. Those at, people. At some point we did have to turn around and just be like shut up. Like oh my god, it was so annoying. And so obviously that kind of ruins it a bit, but the movie was still so good like that it didn't matter to All me. All right. Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, mm-hmm. how much did you cry? I There were parts where like something wasn't even really happening that would make you cry, but I was just so overwhelmed by everything else happening that I was just crying. Like, I probably cried. <laughs> scale of 1 to 10. I'd give it probably a, an 8. <laughs> I was crying a lot in this movie, and you know what? It was more the second time, and I think it's because I got to see the scene with Natasha and Cap in the beginning and stuff. It was just insanely emotional. And that's actually one of the random thoughts I put down, was I was just not expecting how emotional the movie was going to be. Like, I did not go into it with any sort of expectations on that. I was, uh, my beautiful loving wife, Carrie, was sitting next to me. Yes. Um, And on the other side of her was a small boy. Mm-hmm. Very small child. The first time I went and saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, on either side of her, the small boy and myself uh, were both crying with the same veracity. 
You're saying the little boy. You were next to Carrie. The little boy was next to Owen. So she on was both in between sides us. Of her, <laughs> you and a little boy were crying the exact same amount. She told me later that she was almost embarrassed to be seen with me. <laughs> well, you know what? I would actually be embarrassed to be seen with her. <laughs> the heartless, the heartless and emotionless. I don't really cry at movies. I was inconsolable. Yes. Well, because you also have to take into account, by the way, people that are listening to this, like probably our mom that are thinking, what? Like <laughs> a, a superhero movie? <laughs> But you have to keep in mind that we've been watching the movies since 2008. So yeah. it's like... Look, it's not like I'm Ben crying at <laughs> Captain America the First Avenger when Bucky <laughs> dies. The first movie. <laughs> you don't even really know the characters that well. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, Greg and I got home from work one night and Ben's sitting on the couch watching Captain America crying. <laughs> you okay, bud? <laughs> no. Bucky died. <laughs> That's good. Wait. Just a small pool of whiskey left in the bottle. <laughs> Is in that movie, just because I cannot remember, do you ever find out that Bucky is still alive? Like at the end, like end credits or anything? Um, spoilers for Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, no, yeah. you don't follow, You don't okay. find out until Winter okay. Soldier. I mean, he must have been uncontrollable when he saw Captain America Winter Soldier. You mean Soldier. inconsolable? Well, both. <laughs> like, you couldn't control him because he was going wild. Well, he wasn't nearly as drunk when... He saw the Winter right. Soldier. This was not the first time that he watched uh, it wasn't. First Avenger. No. <laughs> he just cries every time. No, nah, just that time. Just... <laughs> he just was too drunk. Okay, so I guess random thoughts. I was really surprised how much Nebula was in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, it felt like she was almost like... It was almost like she was the main character. Yeah. And I never really had much of an opinion on Nebula, but I like love Nebula now. I think, I think that it was a um, one of those instances where they have this character in Guardians, mm -hmm. you know, in Infinity War and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and they're going, "Wow, this lady's a really good actor." Yes, you know she's what I mean? So good. Let's give her more to do. Let's give yeah. her more to do. And it ended up be her being a you know main focal point in this movie. That's what actually what happened with Sebastian Stan. Oh, too. really? He was, again, I mean, we all know Bucky always comes back. Yeah, but they it, knew that it, yeah, he was going to come yeah, back later. But it's not something that they were planning on doing mm. until they saw How good him. he is. So, n spoilers. Okay. <laughs> Don't have a pop filter. I can't do that. So, um, what, how did you feel? Like, what were you, is going through your mind when the words five years later come up on the screen. I expected it. Did you really? Yeah. I, it came up with five. And I'm like, okay, I'm probably like months, years, earlier, <laughs> later. And I was like, oh man. Because like, that's actually something I loved. Was that last movie, someone was saying, yeah, you know, Infinity War. Everyone died, but I mean, who cares? They're just going to get them back. It's not like it means anything. That five years later has made it so, like, it meant something. And even when you get people back, it's not the same anymore. Right. Well, and I, I don't know that I expected, oh, they're going to have five years pass. Mm -hmm. But if Infinity War ends and Thanos snaps, 
Um, and then the remaining Avengers come back and, and go, oh man, it's going to be really terrible to be without them. Let's get them back. And they just go straight into it and get them back. The weight of the snap yeah. doesn't really get felt. When you watch the Infinity War again, you don't really feel anything anymore. Because it's like... Because you know that he's, they're just going to get them back and nothing's really going to matter. Well, you still kind of know that. Yeah, of course. And but and then there's also like, you're like, oh, well, Tony will probably die doing it or Cap will probably die doing it or whatever. So it's like you do kind of lose them. But it just... I feel like it wouldn't really... Now they can really go somewhere like in the rest of the movies that have like a really different feel to it. Like there are just five years where some people are five years older now and other people are the same age. Like, Well, they were able to develop the characters a lot without having to show the character development. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were. Which would have taken forever. Yes. Which honestly, if that means we could have a five hour cut of this movie, I would probably just love that. I'm sure the deleted scenes are going to be really cool. And honestly, this movie's three hours and one minute, and even the second time, it did not feel like it at all. Like, the pacing of it was mm. flawless. It mm. felt like no time had passed when it ended. If you had to pick one thing, mm-hmm. that is the best thing that they did with this entire movie. Mm-hmm. What's that one thing? You're saying, like, the best moment? Do we have to kick you out, little bubba? Or the best concept, or the best line, or the best character arc, or just your favorite thing. I know that my favorite thing, and it might have to do with the reaction that it got in the theater the first time, because I do like it when the theater kind of gets involved. When Cap caught Mjolnir. Okay. That was probably my favorite thing. If your answer was anything other than Fat Thor, you're wrong. Oh my god. (laughs) I actually, one of the first questions I wrote down was, what did you think of Fat Thor? The balls on them. I know. I do think it's definitely, as a concept, it is really brave and like completely against your expectations. And I thought it was hysterical, especially like, honestly, if they were going to insert Fortnite into the Marvel Universe movies, I will take him helping Korg fight off a bully. That was hysterical. Yeah. I don't love that they put Fortnite in it. Yeah. Because it kind of dates. Yes, the I movie agree. Yes. Even more than oddly enough the dates. Yes. Do. But honestly, Korg saying, "Oh, Thor, he's back. <laughs> he's back again." And then him being like, "You let me know if he bothers you again." He's like, "We'll do. Thanks, Thor." <laughs> like that's so funny. It could have just been like a generic video game on the screen and been fine. I don't know why they do that. But the prob the only problem I had with Fat Thor was later on in the movie when there's like kind of emotional scenes going on and then it cuts to Thor with like Ray Bands on and a and a hoodie. I'm kind of like I don't know if I feel as sad, but But I I loved that they never brought him back. Yeah. He they just kept him fat. Like he is literally fighting in the final battle and he is still fat. Right. It's great. Well, I think the whole thing is supposed to be he's gone into like a yeah, deep depression and it makes completely sense let for himself the go. Yes. And, um they did a pretty cool like PTSD type mm-hmm. storyline with him which I thought was really really good. Well, that's actually what's interesting is it's like such a ridiculous look like immediately and it's like oh such a funny scene 
and then when they bring up Thanos and he has that like change like you it actually becomes serious like it's not funny um and I thought that Chris Emsworth played that really well because he can just go back and forth with being funny and completely yep. serious yep. and you buy it every single time yeah um and then I do like something that I've heard because um I don't know if you remember back in Parks and Rec when Chris Pratt, who plays Andy, and then obviously in the Marvel movies he plays Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. He had to get ripped for Guardians of the Galaxy, but his chubby, funny character in Parks and Rec now all of a sudden got ripped again. And they said, like, so you seriously just lost all of that weight by just not drinking beer anymore? And he's like, I know, it's crazy. People are saying, how great would it be if that's exactly how they explain away Thor's weight? Like, if they're just in Guardians 3 and Chris Pratt is like, so you just stop drinking beer, huh? <laughs> um, so that would be pretty funny, but I don't know. Maybe Chris Hemsworth just doesn't want to work out anymore. Just wants Well, to... he's, he says that to anyone who will listen. He uh-huh. just hates having to be in that kind of shape to yeah. shoot these movies. I mean, I can imagine, like, <laughs> the cameras stop rolling and, like, he can't. He can't reach for that donut. He's gotta eat the carrots well, he instead. He eats nothing but or chicken, unseasoned chicken, and yes. steamed broccoli. Yes, it's in, that's insane. I mean, hey, good for you, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, I will say, my beautiful girlfriend was very disappointed <laughs> that he never got the abs back. I've been saying for a long time mm-hmm. that I've got a better body than Thor. Mm-hmm. Now you can really And say now that. I can confidently yep. say that. <laughs> I think that's the real reason people are loving Fat <laughs> Thor, is they can say, hey, you know, I look a lot like Thor. No, but it really was a really good idea. And I mean, it just kind of keeps showing that they have, they have the balls to keep doing things. Like, I mean, I thought that when they ended Infinity War with half the people dead and Thanos, like, I just wasn't expecting it. I don't know what I was expecting, but I just could not believe they just ended the movie like that. And then the fact that after the credits, it just said Thanos will return. Mm-hmm. Just that extra kick into you right. when you're already down. I just think they're such smart people mm. over there making these movies. And they obviously, I feel like they obviously love the characters possibly even more than we do. <laughs> and so they know what they're doing. Um, right. I guess on the same token, Paul Rudd is just absolutely the best thing that could have been added to the universe and the scene where he asks for a picture from the kids that want the picture with the hulk and then they're trying he's like no it's fine it's fine and then he's just like take the goddamn phone (laughs) i feel like he played that so real like i could almost imagine that being something that happened to him and mark ruffalo (laughs) and him being like we need to add this into the movie it just felt like such a real situation you know what? You didn't want Fortnite there. How do you feel about the Hulk dabbing? You know, I honestly didn't notice it the first time I watched it. I didn't notice it until today. Uh-huh. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I think it's completely... I mean, Mark Ruffalo has turned in... Like, the character has turned into kind of like a well, dorky... A, he, like, right, like, right. Does it, like, he thinks he's cool. And, and I mean, I guess the kids like it, so it doesn't matter. But, yeah, I think it completely works with his character. That was actually another thing I had. The two things that I had for what did you think about it because the first time i watched it i didn't really know if i liked it fully and it was fat thor and just mark ruffalo hulk like it's the hulk but he's just bruce banner now yeah i don't know that i loved smart hulk Mm -hmm. i liked it more this time you Mm -hmm. know the second time i watched it um 
if they do a solo Hulk movie, there's not a whole lot of conflict. Yeah, I can see that. But they can't really do a solo Hulk movie. Are they? Were they planning to? Do you know if that was something they wanted to do? Um, they're they legally can't. Oh, really? Who still owns Hulk? Universal. Really? I never knew that. So Marvel can use him as a secondary character. Hmm. But, but they can't give him his own adventure. Right, which is why he has they haven't made one since the Edward Norton. And I mean movie. I he he kind of works more no, as a side character perfect. anyway. Like him and Thor Ragnarok was fantastic and I don't know really what they're going to do now cuz that and can be something up we in talk the about. Asgardians of the Galaxy. That would be fantastic. Like I really liked that scene too where they're about to head into space like right at the beginning and they're like who who here's been to space and or who here has not been to space. It's like just black widow and cap are just like me that was such an interesting thing like they had to they had to move fast in the beginning but that was just kind of a nice moment to pay attention to was just like captain america is going to space Mm -hmm. and i just always love how like he just rolls with these new experiences and just doesn't even let them phase him but that shot close-up shot of like his eye as like the warp speed was going past Mm -hmm. was so cool because it, it, like, tells you everything without having to do a whole long thing about it. That it's right. just, like, Captain America's in space now. And, like, I mean, what else can he do at this point? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of where to go next. Do you have anything? I still have questions that there, I can ask there you. There was but... one more. Eh, how did you feel about that? Oh, okay. Um, was uh, during the climactic battle, mm-hmm. the uh, all the female characters mm-hmm. getting together and... Teaming up to help Captain Marvel. Right. How'd you so, feel on that one? Here's the thing. I have like a few thoughts on it. I can say I didn't really care, like mind it. Like it didn't ruin any of it for me. It was just like, you know, cool. Yeah, show it off. Whatever. I felt my like main, was... sorry, my main problem was that Captain Marvel doesn't even need the help. One, she doesn't need the help. <laughs> Two, can male characters not help her? They are can't. They, are they less useful? I think it was supposed to be a reference to Infinity War, when, which was like a way better version of it, where Scarlet Witch was pinned down by one of the Black Order members, and she said, you're going to die alone. And Black Widow behind her said, like, she's not alone. And then it was Black Widow and Okoye. But that happened organically yes. through mm-hmm. story. Yes, of course. I think that it definitely was just a, a fan service thing to say, like, look at all the women we have. And the my main, my main gripe with it is that Captain Marvel didn't need their help. Like, it didn't make sense to do it. Because, like, I can't remember what Peter says. He says something like, it's going to be tough to get through there or something. And... I think that it's Scarlet Witch. And that's why I think it was supposed to be the callback is like Scarlet Witch is the one that says like, oh, we're here or whatever Mm. her accent was. And then it shows them all spread out, right? And then Captain Marvel just beams through everyone anyway. Right. So it's like they they didn't do anything. It was was just to have it on the screen. And it looked really cool. It did look great. They're they're really good at getting those shots where like the whole team is in the shot. It kind of takes you out for a second. It could have worked better if they would have been able to find a more organic way like if it wasn't captain marvel that was bringing it you know maybe if captain marvel showed up to say like i'm gonna help some other character but or yeah or maybe it's captain america who's running with it and he needs all the help of the women would have been really cool whatever it was but yeah i get what you're saying um so 
Starting from the beginning, from my questions that I have for you, what was your reaction to Thanos being killed immediately? Was that something that you were expecting as well? Uh, jaw dropped. I could not believe it. <laughs> and then also, like, how, like, Thor did it, and then it was just so not satisfying at all. Right. And, like, really depressing almost. Right. Like, really seeing, and and I think it's Rocket saying, like, what did you do? I went it, for the head. It's just so sad. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Because they lost, like, and, and they know they lost, and then he does that, and it's like, and Doesn't then you get to, anything. You get to see that later, when, when he says, like, oh, who, who, who killed him like who's the one that killed him were you the one that killed him and it's like it doesn't matter right and that's the problem um um i figured they were gonna do something like that mm-hmm. i didn't think they were gonna kill Thanos. yeah infinity war they killed loki right at the beginning and you're mm-hmm. like <gasps> mm-hmm. killed heimdall <gasps> yeah you know did everything that he did in the beginning so you figured they had to start out with a bang in this right. one too and poof that is definitely a bang to go out. Yeah. The the main antagonist for the entire thing, we just kill him in the first ten minutes. Right. And so then it's like that's when you realize like how sad a good portion of the movie's gonna be, that it's like there the conflict is now living with this. Right. And and how are they going to change? And I guess kind of Tony's little like breakdown, I guess, at the beginning where he's yelling at Cap kind of like outlines that that it's just like we're the avengers we're not the pre-avengers we avenge things right and then it kind of shows like how everyone decided to do that that whole scene was so good and Mm. robert downey jr sold it so hard and i don't know if you did go back and watch all the avengers movies before seeing this i didn't end up Uh, having time to do it but you at least already knew about the scene he's referencing in age of ultron right where he's saying we just need to protect the world like Mm. he doesn't care about right everyone's liberties well he was right Mm -hmm. it was you know and i said what if we lose and you said well we'll do that together too well you know what we lost together but they didn't even lose together. Right. They weren't even together. Right. And the, that's really the bet. Like the, the thing that you makes these there. movies so good, is that really they're both right. Because like, Cap's right that you can't just put a suit around the world. Like, that's yeah. just. But it's just not right. Like in everyone's freedoms and like you, they're just choosing to do it. I mean that was the whole problem with the Sokovia Accords and all no, that. No, I know. But like. But so Tony's right too, and so that's what makes it such so dramatic and good is that every word that came out of his mouth, I I loved. I loved Tony Stark in this movie. Yes. Um, What was the other one? Oh, you fought him. He goes, No, I didn't fight him. He threw a planet at my face. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He did. It's it's a hundred percent right. And like, and then it's also interesting to see how Captain America like sees things in his mind and how tony sees them in his mind because you kind of have both in that scene kind of because when he gets to earth he says like i lost the kid and cap says we lost so it's like cap is saying like even though we weren't together like even though you're the one that feels like it's like i failed too and that's why the kid's dead and remember tony and the guardians and all them they failed on titan Mm mm-hmm and they have no idea that Thanos went to uh, Wakanda afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just, you know, same Black Panther, uh, yeah, Cap and all them. They, they have no idea that he came from Titan. Yeah. They don't know that the other one also fought him. Yeah. 
that's true. That's a good point, too. But that, yeah, that scene was fantastic, and I feel like it just, like, it set up the movie really well with that scene, because then, like, later on in the movie, when they, when five years later, where each of them is makes sense, Mm -hmm. and uh, it it goes along with everything they were saying. Like, Mm -hmm. Tony's decided, Tony has been able to move on, because he's gonna just be able to... I guess he at least thinks he's just going to be able to live with what happened with he, his family. He didn't lose anybody. Right. He got Pepper and he had a baby. And he gained someone, right. kind of. And so, like, oh, my God. I, I feel like I'm going to start crying just talking about it. But I think one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie was him talking to Pepper about how he solved it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can just throw this in a lockbox. Mm-hmm. And, and she's saying, well, could you? And I was just... I was so happy with that scene because I felt like it showed how smart Pepper was mm-hmm. at knowing who Tony was and it showed Tony like I like how he kept saying like I can just throw it away but it's like you know that he actually can't. Right, he wouldn't be able to live with himself. And so and then and how Robbie Robert Downey Jr in every movie that he makes from here on out needs to have a small child acting alongside <laughs> him. He's so good. <laughs> and I love yeah, I love the when he leaves the room and he's just like a Go to sleep or I'll throw all your toys away. I'll sell all your toys. I'll sell all your toys. It's so good. And uh, she loves me 3,000. I think you were in the low 600s. <laughs> That's just so good. Mm-hmm. And um, the way they balance that humor with like the really serious stuff mm-hmm. going on. And Well, even when he first got back to Earth and he was all messed up and mm-hmm. upset. And he still is able to zing Rocket. I literally thought you were a Build-A-Bear. And he's like, maybe I am. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, But that scene with Pepper just like saying that and i i know i might be getting ahead of myself whatever we're talking about all over the place i didn't really even though it's like so obvious i just didn't put it together in the end that his whole story arc was that he did gain a family and like pepper says like we got lucky others didn't and so like in the end he sacrifices himself and he well that's the whole thing from the whole ever since the first avengers yeah that he he puts himself on the line for it well when cap tells him you're never one to make the sacrifice play right you're in it for yourself right and tony tells him everything special about you came out of a bottle Mm -hmm. well in this one hey iron man sacrifices spoilers sacrifices himself and dies in order to save everybody Mm -hmm. and everything special about you know cap he was able to lift Mjolnir. Yeah, yeah, so and it wasn't worthy. something. Yeah, and it's it wasn't not, about it has the nothing bottle. to do with strength. It's got nothing to do with. But what the I, super soldier serum? What I loved about that whole arc with Tony is that the end of the movie is just this montage of all, all the families he brought back together at the funeral scene. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And well, and while he, yeah, while he's like talking about how sometimes there's not happy endings, whatever, like it's showing all the happy endings he caused by giving himself an unhappy ending. Right. And, I mean, it's just so sad. <laughs> but he, I mean, I guess he made the hero choice and he did what a hero does and all that. Um, so that's just kind of the thing that it's like, I feel like it's insane how much we can talk about with this movie, like, on that level. Like, we're not even talking about, like... We're still on question one. The yeah, first question Yeah, exactly. Me. Right. And 
I just loved Tony Stark in this movie, and and I loved Pepper in this yep. movie. I thought Gwyneth Paltrow was like insanely good, yep. especially in that last yep. scene. She may be a nut, but <laughs> whatever, man. She knows it. so many actors are nuts. Just don't even think about it. <laughs> I like her. Okay, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and her brother. No, okay. So the time heist. I guess let's kind of go and just talk about the time heist, the actual heist, the the actual heist itself, or them talking about. Okay. Because this is where Paul Rudd shined. Yeah. The whole everything. Like, you're talking about, even when they were talking about, like, um... Just talking about... Just killing the, Thanos, yeah, like, well, everything. Well, his, his reading of... Wait, so Back to the Future bullshit? Yeah. And, yeah. uh... And, oh, uh, Die Hard? Oh, no, wait, that's not one. Right. <laughs> no, not like a time machine, like a... Yeah, like a time machine. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, oh my god, and okay... This might be a bit of an inside joke, but the fact that Paul Rudd name dropped Hot Tub Time Machine in this movie was especially special to me. Well, that was... If they reference Hot Tub Time Machine, Mm -hmm. Sebastian Stan was in Hot Tub Time Machine. Later, Tony Stark calls Thor Lebowski. Mm Mm-hmm. And and he played Obadiah in the first Iron Man. So he was, was... Lebowski played by Obadiah Stane in yeah. their universe? Like, you gotta just imagine. Like, do they kind of look like yeah, each other? Yeah, you gotta imagine. People probably told Obadiah all the time, like, you look just like Jeff Bridges. <laughs> like, if you got his hair, if you got his hair, you'd look just like Jeff Bridges. And he would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet I do. Um, yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. That's so funny. When you start thinking about that, you start unraveling the movie, and it's like, is anyone, I don't know, are actors in every movie are there movies with that actor in it like it just becomes more mind-boggling than the time travel in the movie and most of my issues that i have with this movie are like all right matt you're thinking about it a little too hard yeah which honestly kristen and i had a pretty heavy debate over some of the time travel in this movie but at the end of the day we both said you know what though time travel's just not possible and like this is why well they explained it perfect. They Hulk, did. Hulk set it up. Yeah, they explained it if that If you at least... travel to the past, then that past becomes your future, and your current present becomes your past. Right. So you can't change, change your, your present, which is your past, by changing the past, and which see, is your future. And see, exactly by doing that, you've lost me, and that's a good thing, I think, <laughs> because then, you know, you really don't... It's like they have to bring it up because they have to. It does kind of make sense in the universe. I went back and like read the Hulk's quote and like read it Mm -hmm. and thought about it and said, in this movie at least, it does make sense Mm -hmm. as best it can. Well, that's how they're able to get away with um, so much stuff. Nebula killing past Nebula without dying. Right. There's like, oh, it creates another timeline maybe that we don't see or maybe not because the time stones are put back. Like, I don't even, I don't really even care to be honest. Right. We can get, I want to talk about that a little later, so we'll get back to that. But, so yes, Paul Rudd was a shining part of this scene. Most of those issues that I have come from Captain America's ending. That is why I want to talk about it later. Right, okay. That's why, because, okay, we're going to talk about that later. Stay tuned, because it's going to get good. I have a feeling we are... Spoiler alert. I have a feeling that Matt and I are on opposite sides of that conversation, just by looking at his face. Um, so, okay, basically what I was going to ask, so they go back to New York during the Avengers, they go back to Asgard during that movie that no one saw, 
I'm just kidding. We saw The Dark World. We just... I kind of want to watch it again to see if I appreciate it anymore. People were saying... I don't think I'm going to. You probably won't, but people were saying, like, they did the impossible and they made Thor The Dark World more interesting (laughs) with this movie. So they go back to New York, go back to Asgard. They go back to Morag from Guardians of the Galaxy 1. They go back to Vormir? Vormir. The shot of Chris Pratt dancing around where it cuts to Nebula him, and yes. War Machine's perspective yes. and him singing, Gotta yes. get your love. Yes. I died. I know. And I saw a comment on a Reddit thread, which I'm sorry to the Redditor, I didn't look at your name, but he said like it never occurred to him that Chris Pratt wasn't lip syncing, that he was like I'm saying that Star-Lord, the character, right. was actually singing out loud right. in that scene. Because you only hear the song. Right. And it just makes, it almost makes it better when you watch that scene again. That particular cut. Mm-hmm. Because the bing, ding, 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 yes. ding, ding, starts playing before at the end of the mm-hmm. last scene. That's called a J cut. <laughs> it was perfect. Uh-huh. Because you're like, oh, that's the sound for, oh! And then it's the beginning, <laughs> yep. And so they go back to all these places. They also go back to New Jersey in the 70s. My question for you is, what was your favorite moment of the time heist across all of it? So I have three for three different reasons. Okay, that's fine. I can never just pick one. (laughs) I absolutely loved the current Hulk Mm-hmm. Being like, oh, oh, like, and hitting the cars yeah, like, just like oh, leisurely, smashing, like, like whatever. Oh, yes, yes, because he was like embarrassed. Yes, yes, because he, and especially just seeing the other Hulk, just like pure <laughs> anger and rage. <laughs> He's like, is this how you do it? <laughs> yeah. So that was really, really funny. Yes. I really liked the Back to the Future two of it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing um, them handling Loki. Like arresting mm-hmm. Loki, it's more the, to it, right? You never the, got to see that part exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the elevator, mm-hmm. Hell Hydra, oh my was god, genius. Yes, but I think overall the scene with Tony and his dad, yeah, um, particularly outside where they're talking about um, the advice his dad gave, right, um, was just super, super, super touching. And it goes back to just loving Tony Stark the whole movie, like, right? It's just such a perfect, like, like Tony himself needed that to Well, happen. he's had, in Iron Man 1, 2, and 3, mm-hmm. and in Civil War, mm-hmm. he's had guilt and issues with his father. Yes. And to get that moment to, to where he gets to see, oh, like, he meant well. He just yeah wasn't cut out for being a great dad. Yeah. Um, meant a lot. Yes. You know what I mean? Like and I said, it was super touching. Yes, and it's a it's also just a great situation, like that he almost gets to see it from the outside. Like it's not like he's talking to his dad that his dad knows he's talking to his son. Right. He gets to be some random guy, like a fly on the wall mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, that is a good. And where he gets to, where he tells him, oh, you know, he he drops some gems every now and then. Yeah, he's, you know, no amount of money in the world ever bought a second of time. Mm-hmm. Did his dad get that from Tony? Yes. To then give to Tony? Yes. To give to his dad? Yes. Which is where the time travel thing breaks yes. down. <laughs> Which is kind of amazing, though. It's like, it's it's true. Yeah. So it's like, then doesn't mean as much to... T- anyway. But it's so hard for me 
in choosing my favorite thing mm-hmm. to not say America's... Nicole Brown in no. the elevator. Oh. <laughs> America's ass. <laughs> like, that looks like America's ass to me, Cap. Well, then the payoff yes. after he fights Damn Captain right, America. that's America's ass. It's so good. And really... I was going to say just that, but kind of Captain America's, like, whole thing in New York, like, having to fight himself, and I could go all day. Oh, God, I know. Right. Like, it's just so great, because you also, not only is it a funny scene, but you get to see how far Captain America has come oh, since sure. then. Because, like, even, like, when he sees his past self, he runs up to it, he, he curses. I can't think of what he says. He says, like, um, like, oh, shit, or, like, like what the hell or something i don't know whatever right. and it's like cap didn't curse back in the right. day and it, it's just even just those little things mm-hmm. were so great to see well it, it's a really good juxtaposition because mm-hmm. that's kind of the critique of captain america yes. across all these movies yes it's like, oh, he's just kind of a boy scout right he doesn't and there hasn't been one movie where he's mm-hmm. dramatically different from the last movie but when you juxtapose it you next to it. the first one right exactly. i mean he's such a different person <laughs> right, right. Even just, like, how he says words. Like, right. actually the performance that Chris right. Evans gives And I think so if you good. had to pinpoint it, I think it started toward the end of Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and then really happened in Civil War. Yeah. Um, where he got kind of disillusioned with, oh, okay, well, I guess even S.H.I.E.L.D. is bullshit. Yeah. And then I thought that the connection between past Nebula and present-day Nebula as the way Thanos comes back into it, was it, genius. It was really clever storytelling. I did not, like, because you know the whole time, like, somehow, like, where's the villain? Like, the whole time, you know, Thanos is dead. Mm. So it's like, how do we get to a point where they have something bad? Right. And, I mean, that was genius. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell mm-hmm. me if I'm being heartless. Mm-hmm. I f- still, even after the second viewing, and I, it was sad, and I, I was upset, but I feel like I should have been more upset when Black Widow dies. Hmm. So, this is something that I felt it a lot more the second time. And I felt like it was because I missed the scene with Natasha earlier in the movie. And like seeing how just straight up depressed she was. Mm-hmm. And how she had said like all she has is this family. Mm-hmm. And so it felt a lot better to me the mm-hmm. second time when i had that in my head and she she chooses like this is what i'm supposed to do mm-hmm. i completely agree with what you're saying because black widow ever since winter soldier has been one of my favorite characters in the whole series mm-hmm. and the fact that she's able to just like kind of pop into to different movies and always seems like it matters for her mm-hmm. to be there and like she's just as important as iron man and captain america everything i was so i think it's because it like it felt like it came out of nowhere but at the same time you should have known the whole time but yeah they didn't go to nowhere what they didn't go to nowhere god that's where the collector is no jokes right now while we're talking about black widow dying it 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 was in vormir I know what you're saying because i felt the same way and i almost felt bad that i didn't feel that bad it was I don't sad. Know what don't it get was. me wrong. I don't know what it was because, like I said, she's like my favorite. As soon as they set foot on Vormir, you're like, oh, oh shit, yes. And I don't understand why like they weren't like told. They didn't know. But like, it's Nebula knew. No, she didn't. She he killed Gamora. She didn't know why. That's true. That makes more sense. 
I mean, I will say, again, the second time, everything about the movie was better. Like, it was more emotional, it was funnier, it was literally everything. I feel that way with a lot of the Marvel movies. The second time is so much better. And I felt worse in that scene the second time. I really did. It's really more, um, it's not, even with, spoiler alert, Mm -hmm. Iron Man dies. Mm -hmm. Even when Tony dies at the end, and when she dies, it's not so much them dying that gets you it's everyone else reacting yeah that really gets you and and the fact that she was the one that said see you in a minute uh-huh. and then they all disappear yep. and i was thinking like it would imagine being someone in that room that didn't go and so it's just like see you in a minute and she's not there anymore right. like right. that's that's sad right. like especially because it was right after that scene that they get back like i thought that was perfect thing to end on the time heist and i thought that their performances in that scene of fighting Mm -hmm. for who gets to sacrifice themselves right that was really good and i when when hawkeye jumped off that cliff i was like oh like i was i started grieving him (laughs) and then when she grabbed him and then the fact that she made sure the situation was impossible for him to save she her. hooked him and, and tethered him to the mm-hmm. cliff and like and and she knew like he will not be able to save me so it's like it's not going to be his fault right and i felt like that was really important and was i mean jeremy renner played that so well yeah. just that desperation every actor mm-hmm. in this movie at least the main ones yeah even the ones that I don't necessarily look at as, oh, they're, they're a really good actor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Turned in A-plus performances. Yeah. Just little things. Like when Paul Rudd sees his daughter mm-hmm. for the first time mm-hmm. and she's five years older. Mm-hmm. With no words being able to portray the relief that she's alive. The horror that he missed out on five years of his her life that he's never going to get back, and then not the even... confusion of what the f- happened. Yes, and and the fact that like I mean, there's also probably something in there of like whatever this hell is, she's had to live in it without me for five years, right? But without saying any words, you get all that from his and face, then... and he's a comedian. Yes, and then the and then the. The, the final thing he says is just, you're so big. like Right. That's all he could say. Because that's like, all that matters is, like, is at the end of the day, she's here in front of me. So coming in off of, you know, they get back from the time heist. Natasha's not there. The next, the next scene is literally the writers and directors and everyone saying, look, you can't bring Black Widow back. Mm-hmm. Like, we are being as explicit as possible. Well, that's the scene that I was talking about where they're all reacting. Right. But that's the sad scene yeah. to me. That's yeah. where I got, where they got me. Yeah, and again, with Thor, like, how he reacts to it is almost like pretending you don't have to be sad about it. Like, why are we even talking about this? Like, we're just gonna snap her back. Like, it, it, all of them reacted exactly the way you would expect them to, and it was really heartbreaking. My question is do you believe it there's just no way to get her back i will answer that later later. okay so we'll talk about that later but because they like they're so explicit about it that either that means like don't ask if she's coming back because we have we could not say it any clearer that she's not coming back or it could be like 
there, and so you'll never expect when she returns. There is you know? a Black Widow movie in production but currently could, as we speak. It could be a prequel. Like, well, the most interesting stuff that happened to her happened in prequel. Yeah. Also, the most interesting stuff that happened to her in the comics are never going to be on a yeah. Disney-approved <laughs> PG-13 movie screen. Yeah. That people have also said, oh, I mean, maybe it takes place in the five years after they kill Thanos. It's like, well, that sounds like the most depressing movie I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Yeah, everyone's like, I just want to see, uh, uh, where, what's the place her and Hawkeye are always referencing? Budapest. Budapest. They're like, I just want to see Budapest. Yeah. Part of me's like, I kind of don't want to see Budapest. <laughs> you and I, what is, what is it? You and I remember Budapest very differently. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, long way from Budapest, huh? Like they love whatever happened in Budapest uh-huh. is worthy of literally no other mission they ever did together. Right. Topped Budapest. Right. Maybe they just never did another mission together. <laughs> Maybe um, they never went to Budapest. Oh my God, that would be the craziest. Maybe thing. it's like Tahiti for yeah, Colson. Tahiti. It's an. It's an. What is it? Tahiti. Beautiful place. It's a beautiful or place. Like yeah. Um. Okay. So uh, when they see the Hulk barely is able to get that snap off. And it's like, oh my god, it seems like we actually did it. And then the friggin' missiles hit the mm-hmm. Avengers headquarters. Okay, tell me how half of them were not dead in that explosion. They're superheroes. They need to be. Okay. I thought it was a really, really um, cool way of telling you that the Hulk snapping worked. worked. Just that there were birds outside. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't really strike you until you see the birds that like, oh... I haven't seen any animals or any kind of wildlife or any yep. anything like that. Anything. Other yeah. than the principal characters. Right. Um, once you see a little bit of nature outside, you're like, oh, yep. they're back. Yeah. And that's all you needed to see. Like, right. They didn't even you show you birds not being there right. and then show you birds right. there. You knew immediately it worked. Right. Then they explained it again, too, with his wife calling. Right. Um, but... I also like that the second time I saw the movie, that shot of Ant-Man standing there looking out the window and the explosion happens, I think you can see him shrink yeah. in the shot. Yeah. The first time I was like, okay, so he's dead. <laughs> like, I knew he wouldn't be, but right. the way they showed it, but you can see him shrink immediately. Right. Awesome. Um, Which, how did they have more pin particles, actually? Because they, like, used all of them for the time. He stole a bunch of them. Oh, from the from, 70s. Right. Okay. Good job, Matt. You just saved that. Um, okay, so... There's very, very few... Plot holes. That I was able to... I'm usually pretty good about picking them out. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't really find too many in this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And so now we're going to move into... We're getting to the battle now. Like, I mean... This is where I did the bulk of my crying. Yes, and it wasn't even necessarily... Like, it was just the fact of, like, just how intense it was. Like, so overpowering. And It was... I'm, I'm skipping a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Cap finally saying, Avengers, assemble. It was the emotion that he said it with. Mm-hmm. And it was the freaking score. Yes. That, and then that it was theme. The Avengers theme. Yes. Right. And they just let it play. Like, yeah. that theme is so good and just just everyone running at each other it was just like and here comes all of the tears right before we fully get to that battle i couldn't believe we have iron man captain america and full-on god of thunder thor versus 
God Fan- of Thunder who? Thor. Who? Thor. Who? Fat Thor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Versus Thanos with no Infinity Stones. Right. And he wiped the floor with them. Yep. He straight up kicked their asses. Yep. Like, almost like it wasn't even hard. Were you... Did that bother you? Do you, do you feel like he was too overpowered? No. No. Me neither. It. I, I really didn't. I read that, though. Okay. I really didn't. I, I felt like... Th- I was I mean, say, if you were going to complain about that, you should have complained in the last movie when he beat the Hulk in 10 seconds. And he did have the Power Stone, right? When he beat the Hulk? Because he had already gotten um, it from... Um, was he using it, though? Did he have the glove on? I don't know. I think he may have had the Power Stone when he beat the Hulk. But even so, just all he needed was one stone and he could beat the Hulk. That already shows you how... How about that? when he had that headbutt? Yeah. Captain Marvel. Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> and But that scene, I'm telling okay, you, when he hit, he'd hit Iron Man down, he'd hit Cap down... Thor, Fat Thor was going in with his braided beard that looked amazing, and he was getting hit down. I'm telling you, the Mjolnir flew in and hit Thanos, Thanos. and the theater was like, <gasps> like they didn't know what to think yet, <laughs> and then it came whipping around, and Cap caught it, and that theater just applauded, just cheers all around. This was probably the most interactive, yeah, movie. Since, that I've been to in a long time. Since the Dark Knight, for me. Like, it's not really always that interactive for me. Maybe Fast and Furious 8, honestly. <laughs> but... But, like, it usually bothers me. If someone, like, sniffles yeah, in the like, theater, it like, bothers shut me. shut the hell up. And I, and I know that's more my issue than yeah, anyone yeah, yeah. else's. Yeah. But we were applauding and yelling and... Because you want to scream when Captain <laughs> right. catches the Mjolnir and... Thor being like, I knew it. Like, just, it was flawless. Like, do you think that in Ultron he wasn't worthy yet? Or do you think that he didn't lift the hammer because he didn't want to make Thor feel bad? I think it must have been that he wasn't worthy because I think I remember it that he's like really trying to pull that thing up for real. Like, I think he even puts his foot like on the. I, I. You think he felt himself move it and then went, I'm just going to leave it where it is? It's possible. Because it would upset Thor. Because I loved in that scene in Avengers 2 when he, he nudges it and Thor's like, mm-hmm. face is like, what was mm-hmm. that? Yeah, but I mean, we all know Cap is worthy and so like it just felt good seeing it. And then it also felt good seeing how far Thor has come that he's completely fine with it. Right. Like he just, he knew it. Like, right. And, and it. It was just such a good moment. It was great, moment. too, when Cap ended up with Stormbreaker yeah. later and Thor had Mjolnir. You, he was like, you, you take the little one. Yes. That was... <laughs> I mean, it's that's exactly Thor. It's just so good. And then, okay, I am ashamed to say... We're gonna... This is it. We're going into the battle. I'm ashamed to say that I missed the reference when Sam called him on the radio. You didn't hear him say on your left? I heard it, and I just didn't really think about it. And... I'm telling you, it's the thing that bothers me the most about the whole movie, is that I didn't notice that it. That was the first tear that dropped great, was on your left. Great reference. I mean, great reference. And I saw someone say, or maybe I heard someone say, and so I'm really sorry that I'm not citing the correct source, but someone said, like, um, the pe- the guys that wrote this movie wrote Winter Soldier. They wrote Civil War. like Dark World. They Did they really? But they've written all of all Captain America based stories mm-hmm. at this point. So it's like they 
probably understandably have a real soft spot for Captain America. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that was possibly once I realized it, I think that's my favorite reference in the entire movie on your left. And that portal opens up and you black Panther comes through. I just wish Falcon would have come out first. first, but all of them come through. And I mean, before that even happens, Captain America standing up against the entire army of Mm -hmm. Thanos. I, that was so epic and mm-hmm. like so like what Captain America would do. I was, I mean, I was already like hyperventilating at this point. Like, what's gonna happen? I already forgot that they snapped the people back in. Like, <laughs> right. I, I wasn't even thinking about it. They do it. a really good job. I was just thinking, holy shit! Like, Thanos is destroying them, and it, and he's got even more. That was just Thanos. So when they came through, and I mean. Then all the portals start right. opening, and then everyone comes through, and it's just Howard ed- the Duck, <laughs> which I also missed. Did I, you get to see I it this time? It okay. I guess I needed the IMAX screen. Um, so that, and then freaking, oh my god, just the silence, and then Cap, just Avengers, assemble. Well, it was Avengers, catch Mjolnir. <laughs> yes, I mean it was assemble. just like whoever decided. We're not going to have Cap say it yet. Which I actually read something that, like, they didn't even film Captain America saying the full phrase Avengers Assemble in Avengers 2 because Joss Whedon was scared the studio would use it. Like, they just, because at the very end of the movie, he says Avengers, uh, and then it cuts to black and goes Mm -hmm. to the, that apparently I read that they didn't even have him say the word Assemble because he didn't want him to say it there. Right. I don't know whose idea it was initially to just save it, but oh my God. Perfect. And I think one of my one of my things was like, was it worth the wait for you? <laughs> Hell yes, it was. It's not something that I was waiting for right. until he said it, where I was like, it's so perfect that he yeah. didn't say it up until now. Yeah, and I, I do love all the memes that are like, what are you talking about, assemble? Like, we're all here. Like, right. we already assembled. They had already assembled. It doesn't matter. It's perfect. The battle starts, the theme Seems is Seems like screaming. it would be more appropriate in an Avengers Lego movie. Oh my god. <laughs> I can I can see. Wait, that's true. There's a Lego commercial where they, the tagline is, Some assembly may be required for the Avengers Legos. <laughs> so congrats, Matt. You can totally have the money that's going to someone else for that joke. So yeah, I mean, I have the final battle everyone clashes spider-man and tony get to reunite mm-hmm. and just that tony just like hugs him like oh my god and and tom holland is so good him just explaining like remember i, I got all dusted and then and then i was gone and then i just reappeared and the doctor strange was there and then like oh my yeah, god he just hugs him it's just so good um ant-man oh. go ahead sorry <laughs> One of my favorite lines in the mm-hmm. movie. Like, what kind of doctor is he anyway? It's like ear, nose, and throat meets pull rabbit out of hat. <laughs> yeah. Every single person Sorry, was perfect. Ahead. Yeah. Um, Ant Man punching that ship just straight in the face. Then mm-hmm. the like snake. It's a ship, right? Like snake ship alien thing. Yeah. If you give me a couple months, I'll think of what it's called. <laughs> it's Chitari. Like, there's a name for it. Okay, though. but anyway, but. Him punching that thing straight in the face and knocking it down was just so exciting because it's like you think back to the DeLorean. No, no, that's, that's the, the ship the from Back to the Future. The, thinking back to like 
the Avengers won. Like they only had five heroes, and it was like that was like the hardest battle they of their lives. And now you bring Ant Man in, and he can just knock that ship down in one punch. I'm gonna pause while Matt looks up what that ship is called because it is driving him insane that he doesn't know what it is. And we're gonna edit it in, and he's gonna look really smart. Leviathan. Okay, we're gonna do that one more time. So yeah, he punched that. We're, this is totally not an edit. He punched Ant Man, grew large, and punched that weird alien ship in the face. What was that thing called? Leviathan. Right. I knew you would know it. So he punched that thing in the face. It, that was an amazing moment. You already brought up Thor and Cap switching weapons. Gamora kneeing Star Lord in the nuts. <laughs> and and again, the reading of that line. The, the line that you missed it the first time. Then the second time you got both of them. <laughs> it's hysterical. And it's like, like, how they balance. Like, I mean, we're crying three seconds ago. Mm-hmm. Like, uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. And then they say that. It's like, ha, ha, ha. And then the battle starts again. You're like, <laughs> it's just insane how you're able to go back and forth. Um, also, Marcus and McFeely, do they hate Star-Lord? <laughs> yeah, he does not get... He's, he, he, every he, scene that he's in, he's the butt of a joke. Yes. It's because he's so just being easy an idiot. To, to make the butt of the joke. Other things that I loved. Spider-Man saying instant kill on his suit and having the arms to start killing everyone mm-hmm. after he was scared to put it on in Homecoming. Right. Fantastic. Because I was already thinking, what is instant kill even a good use for? Right. This exact moment. Yep. Um, I loved Spider-Man taking the gauntlet and Cap throwing Mjolnir and him grabbing Mjolnir with a web and just, like, flying yeah, yeah. across the battlefield. Team-ups like that were so good. Um, Captain Marvel showing up. Again, just the visual storytelling of all the guns switching to yeah. shoot her tells you everything you need to know about how powerful her character is. Right. It's like, all of this on the ground, nope, we need to kill that one thing that right. just came in. And then you get to see just how much power she mm-hmm. has. Like, this this makes that other scene with the people, help, the women helping her. She single-handedly cuts through Thanos' ship. Several times. Twice. And just blows the whole mm-hmm. thing up. With like quite it, possibly the worst haircut in the movie. <laughs> it's, I looked it up because I needed to know. It's comic accurate, I guess. But it doesn't make it look good. Anyway, um... I loved Scarlet Witch walking up to Thanos and saying, you took everything from me, and him saying, I don't even know who you are. I mean... There he goes, you will. Or she says, you will. Because at first I was like, oh, he's just such a dick, you know? He doesn't, though. Then I realized he literally doesn't know this is 2014 Thanos, but it's still just... And then her saying, you will. Mm -hmm. And then she literally almost single-handedly just kills Uh Thanos without any help. And that's even... Just like with Captain Marvel getting head-butted and just not even budging... It's all added so much to it after seeing three of our favorite, most powerful characters right. get wiped clean by him. And then these two come in and do it almost single-handedly. So, okay. In the end, Tony Stark is weighing his options on if he is going to go forth and possibly die trying to save everyone. And so he looks off to Doctor Strange and I loved Doctor Strange giving him that signal of this is the this one. The one, whatever, 14 million. If you weren't already crying, I mean, that was so good. Just that one finger going up, this is the one. And so Tony just jumps in and 
he says, I am Iron Man, and snaps his fingers. And, I mean, that was... It was... Per- I am inevitable. I am Iron Man. It, and then and then I loved, too, that after the snap, with, Tony, uh, with Peter going up to Tony, uh, War Machine, Rhodey, and then Pepper... I love that they still, like, he had, like, a couple, like, like lines like that, but still, Iron Man's final line in the series was, I am Iron Man, mm-hmm. and that's just so badass, and it's cool that they didn't, like, take away from that. Right. Um, and then I'm telling you, especially the second time, when Pepper brings that back and says, you can rest now, mm-hmm. I mean... We're okay. <laughs> I was dead. Like, it was, it was done. I was crying so much, <laughs> because I was just like... That's when Carrie turned to me and was like, are you okay? I was so... I mean, it was perfect. Like, to say it was anything but perfect is just wrong. I guess not. You People have their opinions, but I just loved that so much. And, um... So, yeah, I guess that's mostly all I have, except, I guess, my last question for you, which this can go into, I guess, your thing that you were trying to say earlier about Cap's ending, but... We got a final ending for three of the original Avengers. At least, presumably, Black Widow's not coming back. Iron Man's not coming back. Most likely, Cap's not going to be coming back. So this was their ending for their final story. Um, How'd you feel about all their endings? You can skip Black Widow because we kind of already talked about Mm -hmm. that. So how did you feel about the ending for Tony Stark and the ending for Captain America? Uh, Tony's... Yeah, like I said. Oh, we did. Before, I think talk we talked about, about it. it. I feel like his entire, all of his character stuff came full circle mm-hmm. from Iron Man one to now. It's completed its loop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, it's just, a, I mean, as close to a perfect ending as you right, can give him. Right. Um, other than one where he doesn't die. Right. Um, caps mm-hmm. for, you know. I would hope that anyone still listening has seen it. it. Gets to Um, live the life he always wanted. Right. Goes back in time to replace all of the Infinity Stones in the moment that they were taken. Mm -hmm. um, And then just doesn't come back. Mm -hmm. Goes and finds Peggy. Gets married. Lives with her. And lives his life. Mm -hmm. Um, Shows back up on that bench as an old man. I know what you're going to say, so just say it. What? How did he end up on that bench? No. Okay, good. Thank God. Uh, he knows when when it was. He knows right. when Tony died. He knows that they were all there for the funeral. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see the scene with him injecting the ether back into Natalie Portman. <laughs> I want to see the scene where he comes face to face with Red Skull on Vormir and is like, I'm sorry, what? Right. Yeah. And that, that's my whole thing. The soul stone is traded for a soul, right? So you get that back is what you're thinking? Do you? Is that how it works? See, because that's actually... Soul for a soul. That's actually a question that came up while I was listening to you answer your question. When you said he put all the stones back, I was thinking, I mean, that makes sense. Like, you know, they took it from 1970. He put it back right where it was sitting. How do you put the soul stone back? Right. Because, like, how do you get it? You, you wake up in water and it's in your hand. Like, you're never given it. Right. So what, do you just throw it in the pond there? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, 
I feel like, just to me, a, a more satisfying reason to me, I mean, that would work completely. I almost feel like I liked Hulk's line of, like, I tried so hard to bring her back when I snapped. What if it worked? Right. Like, we don't even know. Like, what if it worked? She showed back up on, on Vormir. Vormir. But I guess if that was the case, Cap would have probably run into her. I guess maybe not. I don't know. But I guess they... That's the thing is like it feels like they want us to not be having this conversation and it's like we told you you can't get her back. Right. But at the same time it like feels like but they were so explicit about it. Jump back into what was it Winter Soldier when mm-hmm. he saw her he went and visited her as an old woman right before she died. Peggy? Yeah. Was it Winter Soldier or was it Civil War? I think it was Winter Soldier. Either way. Doesn't matter. Either way. What's the first thing she says to him when he walks in? I don't know. Steve, you look so old. Or, you look so young. Mm. How would she... She's only seen him younger than that. Was he the husband that she settled down with in that movie? It has to be. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Which is great. Like, (laughs) I... Okay. Because we... I was... As I said, I was having a bit of a discussion with Kristen, my girlfriend. And it wasn't even really her side she was arguing. She was saying a friend of hers had said it. And I've seen other people say it, too. That they don't think it makes sense that Cap is able to be in both places. Like, that he leaves and then it's like, oh, wouldn't him staying make a new timeline or whatever? No, because it's his future. Right, exactly. We came around to it. If you look up, all of you out there that feel that way, first off, you're entitled to your opinion. But go look up the Hulk's line. Where it breaks down is that it's not Peggy's. Peggy isn't time traveling so she still works for shield right she Mm -hmm. still establishes shield right so does he just not mention that hydra is infiltrating he maybe he knows i mean he is the boy scout maybe he knows you're just not supposed to say anything does he just let bucky get used to kill tony's parents and to here's the thing i see what you're saying and it makes sense that's not within his character then why didn't they just go back and kill baby thanos i think it's the same thing like, you you can't, because that's not going to change our future. But what you're doing is you're altering what she did in the past. Because I was also thinking, one of my arguments was, it doesn't change anything we've seen, because the, the whole timeline of all the movies we've seen has been with him doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, this happened already. Yeah. And so, like... I guess I don't really know why he yeah. didn't. Well, he said he learned from Tony. He decided to just settle down and have that life he was always right. told. So it's like maybe he just said, I'm not doing any of that. I don't buy that. <laughs> maybe there's two of them. Maybe there's... Well, Cap still exists in the... T- there's two Caps. But then he would know that Hydra was infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, and he's just letting what happened happen. Nope, nope I don't buy it. Because, again... Time travel kind of ruins a lot of things. Like, you can't really find a good way to express it. Mm-hmm. But I am I absolutely loved them ending on Cap and Peggy have, having their dance that they finally got to have. Right. And that was kind of enough for me. Right. And so I guess I would want to end it on that, but I kind of want to know what you think about him passing the mantle of Captain America on to Sam. I figured that was gonna yeah happen. I did he tell Bucky he was planning on doing what he on, did? Yeah, I don't think he, or did explicitly he just explicitly told him, but I think he just knew because second time 
watching it, he says, like, see you to Sam, and Sam's like, see you soon, and Bucky says, I'm going to miss you. Right. And I think that's just telling that Bucky just knows Steve. Right. And so I think that that's also, like, a lot of people were saying, well, why didn't, why did Sam get to go talk to old man Cap and not Bucky? And it's like, well, Bucky already said goodbye to him. Right. Sam hasn't gotten to. Right. And people said, like, why does Bucky not get to be the new Captain America? It's like, Bucky doesn't want to be fighting anymore. Right. He's just doing it because he has to. And I think that they did a great job of not just being like, you're Captain America now, and it's all just accepted. Like, I loved the line of how does it feel like it's someone else's. Right. Like, I loved that. It's not. Right. Um, and so it's, I feel like, again, as always, they're able to just simply kind of tell the story without, like, shoving it down our throats that it's like... Maybe it doesn't feel right right now, but that this is what it's well, supposed that's, to that's, be. That's going to be cool because they have the Falcon and Winter Soldier series coming on Disney+. Disney Plus, Plus yeah. So that's definitely is, yeah. something. A lot of those series seem like a lot more interesting after seeing what happened in Endgame. Um, I guess that's Avengers Endgame. So my final question, I guess, to send us off. Going forward, does Marvel just build up to more Avengers movies? Do we not see Avengers movies anymore? I think that we're eventually going to get to an Avengers movie. But the Avengers are Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and Black Panther and the Guardians. And and you think and that... Captain Marvel. An, an Avengers 5 is probably a long way away. Right. And what they're going to do now is probably like team up movies like maybe doctor strange will be in a spider-man movie like things like that or do you think they're gonna just keep them separate I think they're gonna do what they've been doing hmm. that makes sense to me and i am looking forward to whatever they want to give me because honestly i was not expecting how different the world was gonna be at the end of endgame mm -hmm. and i'm really sad to be moving forward without iron man and captain america and black widow but it also I mean, who knows about Black Widow, but it makes sense, and I'm mostly just pumped for the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Whether I hope it really happens. Whether it's Guardians 3 or Thor 4, I don't know, whether it's Taika Waititi directing or James Gunn or both of them, like, I don't uh -huh. even care, but I hope so bad it happens. So that's about it. That's Avengers Endgame. Um, thanks for listening. I think that, yep, this has been an hour and a half, but we'll probably edit that <laughs> down a lot. There was a lot of big spots in there, and thank god we can finally talk about this freaking movie now like just right. throughout time um so yeah thanks for listening especially if you're someone other than our mom and that's it i'm cody i'm matt see ya bye